Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. As has become a Tuesday tradition, we are very pleased to be joined by Matt Sheehan of The Only Colors for the entirety of today's show. Matt, how are you doing on this beautiful day? Well, yes. How do you think I'm doing? Terrible. No, okay. I think you're okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I feel like, gosh, I feel like you went to apathy pretty quickly. Not Maybe not full apathy, but just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it switched from like uh, being upset to just like um, like cackling when things were going wrong. <laughs> like when that final pass like went right out the hands of Cody White at interception, like we were at this nice birthday dinner for... Uh, my wife's sister's boyfriend. Uh, write that down if you have to. That's a lot of degrees of separation there. But it was like this this nice meal. I was the only watching the game. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the conversation, I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and then they just looked at me like I was an insane person. So, Which you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't make it to that point in the game. Good for um, you. You found something better to do on your Saturday. Good. Well, if you listen, I know you didn't listen to yesterday's show. No, um, I listen on the background at work, which means I only didn't 10% listen. listen. It's okay. Um, yeah. You don't ever have to apologize for not listening to me. Uh, yesterday or Saturday, I left the game mid-third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter, to go to Meyer to mm-hmm. rent a carpet vacuum to clean up uh, dog and cat poop and pee from my nice. carpets that had been building over the the long haul here excellent yeah. not even your cats and dogs either like you just were <laughs> just, that desperate to do anything just, other than yeah. watch the game and just drove around like hey you got any stains in your carpet did your, <laughs> did your dog get sick uh, in your you. living room the other day nice. yeah so that's what happened that- at my house and i was charged with cleaning up like i said we got an old dog she's been sick at times and That'll leave its mark. So I, I decided Saturday was the perfect time to uh, stop watching shit and instead start cleaning shit. Mm. Good for you. Way to, way to turn that into positivity. I did. Um, so on today's show, Matt and I are going to talk about a few things. Probably continue this little discussion we're having, but we're also going to talk about um, some positives. Right, Matt? Yeah. No, some, definitely. Some, yeah. Some positives You're... that you may be overlooking for this season. So we'll do yeah. that. And we'll Your also, therapy is finally catching up to me, where I am starting to have a positive outlook on life, no matter how tough the going gets. So, yes. So, we'll do that, and we'll also talk about um, the idea of a retirement tour mm-hmm. with Mark D'Antonio and some other stuff. So, let's the plan for today's show, I think we should start really quickly. Um, are you at all concerned about this exodus from the program by all the backups? No. Okay. Simply put, no. Um, I'm, I'm amazed though that there are people that are like that. It's like the, the fourth transfer in three weeks. What's going on? And like someone had like the the gif of the dog with the this is fine thing coming up. Like when the rest of the restaurants on fire. I'm like, yeah, it, like th- that is fine. Like a, a guy who barely plays wants to transfer somewhere to possibly get a shred of playing time. That is fine. Yes. So I I put up the. Um... Oh gosh, um, Leslie Nielsen, right? Yeah, from the Naked. Girl. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes. That gif. Uh, mm-hmm. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Uh, which is mostly a joke, but it's my fault because a, it's Twitter, and not everyone 
is always locked into my sense of humor and B, it's a, as you said, not the appropriate joking climate for Michigan State athletics right now. We're, we're all at a fever pitch right now. Yeah. yeah so I posted that yeah. and some people were like, oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just guys, not even just punching their keyboard and hitting uh, send. <laughs> guys i know they're backups like it, it, i got two responses i was like you know what firing up a follow-up just kidding like you should you should have played dumb and act like he had no idea that he was a backup you're like what he caught at least seven balls last game i don't know what you guys are talking about after the ladarius jefferson transfer n- not even a week ago i said yeah it doesn't really change anything about anything because these are backups who were replaced by guys younger than them and that happens again and now yeah this is my fault I shouldn't have posted that that joke um so yeah that happened it's not whatever it's not good I guess but opens up more spots in recruiting which maybe that's the concern oh, yeah <laughs> definitely because, no offensive players are knocking on the door to get into this class yeah, yeah. that's that's the main the, the concern there is like all right well Who's gonna fill those spots? Because it's it's not been easy to get high quality offensive players into East Lansing, especially of late. So, although they're weirdly, even despite how bad things have gotten on that side of the ball, they still somehow pull kids who are like, "Why did Julian Barnett come here?" I don't know. <laughs> Why I is don't he know. Here? Why isn't he playing for Ohio State? Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, not a major concern there. Um, how are we feeling about Jalen Terry? That one hurts. Uh, yeah, a little confusing, too. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, that, that is a bummer. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I guess. Like, basketball. People, people are like, oh, you know, Hoggard's going to be the better point guard. It's like, it, it, no one knows that. Nobody yeah. knows that. Like, So, yeah, it is a bummer. He seems like a really good athlete, and that's all I can really say about it is just that uh, – Selfishly, I wish a uh, high school senior made a different decision with where he wants to go in the future. But yeah, it's uh, it's recruiting. So yeah, the the game is the game. So yeah. I don't know. We I thought for a minute because when that happened, I was like, well, I'm going to do more basketball this week, and maybe I'll talk more about it in future shows. But at the same time, it's like, okay, a kid saw a, someone from his exact same position group, very similarly rated to him, and the services are really close. Uh, Terry and Hoggard. Probably saw that and was like, what is like, probably wasn't thrilled about it. Maybe had his ego hurt a little bit and probably had someone from, I don't know, Missouri, just like a school that was interested in him Mm -hmm. per se. Be like, hey, we don't have a point guard on our commitment list yet. You're going to go there with two of them. We got none. Um, And that stuff happens with recruiting. So I don't think it's like, it's not, if it was Michigan State football and we just saw, if there were a ton of good recruits um, in this upcoming class, if we just saw them all start to decommit, that's a concern because there's other indicators like, oh, okay, yeah. this isn't going well. That's kind of forward thinking though by the football staff. You can't freak out about good decommitments if you can never get any good commitments. That's, so that's true. They're, that's they're playing true. Eight, eight D shoots and ladders right now eight with everything going on. Ladders. Yeah. Um, but Michigan State basketball appears to be pretty damn healthy. Um, they have two commits that are – Still there, really good, high upside players. Um, team full of talent. Going, everyone's preseason number one. Like, it, when a kid decommits there, it's probably not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, just I'm going to lose minimal sleep on, yeah. on the basketball side of things tonight. Yeah. So, it's it's a bummer because it would have been cool because he's really a fun just watching like highlights. Like, he's a really dynamic, he's smaller, but he's like 
a lightning yeah. bug, quick, explosive athlete. Um, and it would have been fun to see him play at Michigan State. Um, and they would have worked it out. Like Terry and Hoggard would have figured out. They would have figured oh, yeah. it out. But if he wants to go somewhere, be the dude at point guard, run the show, um, and wasn't thrilled that Michigan State added another point guard and thinks it, it'll be better for him somewhere else, like whatever, that's his decision. He only gets to do it once. So totally fine with that. And I'm not worried about them having to fill another spot. Uh, someone pretty good will probably end up wanting to come play basketball here. Yeah, MSU is okay. They're an okay standing yeah, national so. spotlight, so yeah, it's gonna be okay. Okay, let's do this. We ha- quick first segment. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the positives from this football season. A little mishmash first segment there, but we'll jump into this uh, positives talk. Okay, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds great. Okay, so for the first time in ever. Matt finally did not talk during the quick two-second break that we have. Are you proud of me? (laughs) And now I don't have to go back and edit. He was finally quiet, and we are just cruising right into segment two. That physically strained me. I'm in pain right now. I can hear it. My face was turning blue. I can sense you just. It's two seconds of silence, and you just can't help it. You always go woo. You're like, hey, okay, (laughs) all right, and it's just like Matt, shut up. You son of a bitch. And for once, you didn't do it. So I'm very proud of you. Let's start talking about the positives of this football season. Yeah, yes. You yes. you had a – let's just do it this way. You threw out the first one that kicked off this idea in our in our texting okay. back and forth. So just start with that one. Uh, Well, okay, so we got some that are just on, like on the program level as a whole, like on a macro level. But let's just start with a micro level one. Sure. Uh, Matt Coughlin, no misses Yeah. on, on Saturday. <laughs> no misses. You can't have the yips if you can't ever kick. So uh, that's definitely the first one. I see nothing but great things for our special teams. That is a really good point. Thank you. you. Matt Coughlin hasn't missed a field goal in, you know, a week. Uh, uh, Eight, eight, nine days. Eight, nine days. So that's that's good. Get him back on the right track. Mine is kind of... Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Well, just just to go on another micro one and for special teams. Uh, Jake Hartberger? You talk about getting the most out of your redshirt season. Like th- this is great. He was used uh, at maximum levels uh, yes. on Saturday, so it's good to see him get his money's worth out of the medical redshirt that he was given. So. It is, yeah. And you know yeah. what? Like it's to the point where he's getting like actual workouts. Where next yes. week he will be punting the ball farther because of how much he had to punt. Or no, not even this. Like we've got a week off to recover. He needs the week off. Nobody needs the week off more than Jake Hartparger's punting leg. No, um, God, no. But it's like strength training and resistance to this point, endurance, so that when he comes back in two weeks, having punted 73 times against Wisconsin, like he's mm-hmm. going to be booming them. Like 85-yard coffin quarter Booming them against 85 yards, yeah. All right. Uh, I've got one, and it's that there will not be a crushing defeat that rips the Big Ten title away from this team at the end of the yes. season. Yes. Yes, God, I have something along the same lines of that. It's uh, just like the last two games, uh, how the games weren't even competitive in the second half. You didn't have to stress them out. The second half of the season is going to be stress-free. It's it's yeah. kind of nice. We're in between like tax Slayer Bowl and Pinstripe Bowl right now. So that's mm-hmm. uh, the cutoff right now. It's it's no longer like Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Outback Bowl. No, we're, we're trying to just get to Jacksonville <laughs> at this point. So. You, you mentioned this one that, you know, we don't have to worry about going – to the Rose Bowl, so we don't have to worry about getting out to the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. You know, these big-time destinations, tickets are expensive, hotels are more expensive, game tickets themselves are more expensive. Um, So we are now looking at much more affordable bowl trips 
Mm -hmm. um, and bowl seasons, whether it's the pinstripe bowl, New York is an easy trip, um, much easier to get to New York than to Pasadena. The, um, you know, we could, we could hit the ultimate price jackpot and get whatever they're calling the bowl game that they play in Ford field now. Um, yes, just knocked out with free. Basically you pay $20 for parking at Ford field, five bucks for the Mm -hmm. ticket. You don't have to pay a hotel trans, you know, minimal cost to get there. You know, if you're driving a couple hours, it's, you know, 20 bucks in gas or so really, really affordable, uh, bowl season on the horizon. If they make a bowl, I think they'll make a bowl, but like what, like Nashville, I think is another one, right? I think the music city bowl, what's in play right now is music city pinstripe, uh, attack slayer, and then the one in Detroit. So those are kind of the four. I think the Outback Bowl might as well be Pasadena Toss yeah. now at this point. Yeah. And really in the tax layers, Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville's probably it's a little closer than Tampa. Yeah. Um, it's most affordable airport to fly into yeah. around the holiday season. It is it's it's a cheaper trip. If yeah. you want to go to Florida on a on a budget, mm-hmm. go to Jacksonville, baby. Yes. Duval. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Duval. That's, that's yeah. we're looking at, you know, closer, shorter trips, easier trips more affordable trips for bowl mm-hmm. season. So that is um, a massive positive for our uh, budget-crunching Spartans out there. Yes. And uh, speaking of budget-crunching, uh, tickets are probably going to be like 10 bucks at Spartan Stadium the rest of the season. Yeah. Tops. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if you wanted to get into a game, uh, cost is no longer a factor. You could probably get in for the cost of a hot and ready. Um, yep. Which is nice. And uh, speaking of food, the Amish pretzels are probably still going to be at Spartan Stadium, which are pretty good. So yeah, the, that's, got that the, uh, that's a uh, year-round thing, right? Amish it is. Yeah, but they're, they're going to be more expensive than the tickets themselves, which is not a joke. Um, and I just got a little sad saying that all out actually because I just realized <laughs> that. Here's wow. one that goes. Um. <laughs> I got one that goes like right in line with that. Okay. So much more room at tailgate. Yes. Oh, you took my next Did one. Shorter your, lines okay. of the border jobs for tailgating. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, getting in to campus, whatever time, like you can go mm-hmm. an hour and a half before kickoff. There's not going to be a line. You can yes. pick a pristine spot wherever you want to go. You don't have to line up and get there as the sun is coming or before the sun is coming up. Yes. You got, you know, easy tailgating, all sorts of space. The, um, you know, the people that are there are yes. the real sort of diehards too, the real passionate bunch so it's going to be a good still a good tailgating group it's kind of like did you ever stay uh, at michigan state over the summer no i didn't okay what happens is over the summer 90 percent of the student population leaves but the Mm -hmm. 10 percent that are left um still like do stuff and go out and are all you know usually working so everyone sort of has money and for a college student is able to do things and it just ends up being like a good group like everyone's like ah done with the nine to five like it's friday let's go to the and everyone's just there for like a good relaxing summer drinking time at the bar and it's much more laid back but still fun and it's not nothing's packed ever like you can go somewhere and get a table like pretty much wherever you go whenever you go you don't have to worry about standing in line or, or fights or anything like that it's just a much more laid back environment good people and you can still sort of have access to all the same things so that's sort of my connection point there it's kind of like going to school and living at uh, michigan state over the summer will be the tailgating situation here for the next few games yeah 
Oh, that's that's a good one. Got it. Okay, so I got four left, and none okay. of them can really connect to that. I'll go with. Uh, okay, I got one more for a player. Uh, fresh legs for Cody White, his senior season. Oh yeah. Um, not a ton of production this year, which he is gonna have a monster, monster, monster year in twenty twenty. Well, he is. So, so it's sort of this is piggybacking off of that, and I just thought of it. It's kind of like a little bit of a tradition, right, to take that junior step back before yes. leaping forward as a senior. Uh, Burbridge mm-hmm. certainly did it. Tony Lippett. Yep. Um, yep. Benny Fowler for sure did it. Oh um, God. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I would be worried if Cody White was having a great season because he'd be, like, Man, <laughs> be uncomfortable. Is he going to be able to have a great season next year? Like no, now he's kind of <laughs> not having that great year that we thought he would. He's trusting the process. He uh, is and I love going it. to break out next season. Yes. Fresh legs. And, uh, speaking of next season, do you know who's going to be back next season as well? Probably, maybe, hopefully. I don't know. Mike Trussell, though, is not going to get poached from yeah. uh, another team, like let's say a Florida State, for example. Yeah. So um, that's good. We don't have to worry about that. So that's uh, some some sweat that we, we can keep in our bodies. Yeah. Um, Odds are low yeah. that, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it in the next segment. But if continuity um, is a concern, I, I, I will say it this way continuity is less of a concern than it has been in previous years. Where Pat Narduzzi, every offseason, is getting offers from different places, getting looks from different places, to whether it's a D coordinator spot at an SEC school or a head coaching spot somewhere else. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Michigan State's going to have to worry about Trestle or Brad Salem getting poached um, for any sort of horizontal or vertical movement. Mm-hmm. No, and, and that's nice too. So I, I got two more. How, how many more do you have? I'm out. Okay, uh, well, since we're going to be talking like retirement soon, so I'll end on that note. Uh, so this, uh, we know who the fake fans are now. It's, it's nice, the, the people that are voicing um, displeasure for another 7-5 season with a good defense, no production on the offensive side of the ball. Anyone that's just like not thrilled with mediocrity. Uh, fake fans, you can ID them instantly on Twitter. So that is another positive that... People are just outing themselves. Yeah, and which if there's is good. if there's one thing we know, any sort of critical word, even one critical word yes. about your favorite team means you are a terrible fan. Fake fan. You are ruining fan. the fan base. Um, Fake fan. And you should go back to the Bobby Williams and John yes. L. Smith eras. Yes, yes, because John L. Smith, since he was horrible like 16 years ago, uh, that makes uh, Tax Slayer Bowl okay this year. Yes, with uh, a team that won 10 games two years ago. So. Which is nice. I mean, so that, that's good. You'd hate to have phony fans in the 10,000-person crowd at Spartan Stadium the rest of the season. Um, and the last one is, uh, we might get the hilarity of a Bill Beekman coaching search. Like, you just got to look at that as if, like, it's a sitcom. Because there is no way that's going to run smoothly or the way it should go whatsoever. And really, this is more so, like, you just got to laugh to keep yourself from crying. Like, that's that's the only way to look at a inevitable Bill Beekman coaching search, so... Yep, that's uh, that's what I got for you. Those are the positives. Oh, I, I got a, I got a positive. One oh, more that I forgot. Okay. Okay. I did think of one, okay. and it, it that sort of just reminded me of it. Um, it is now perfectly okay and appropriate to recalibrate expectations for this team every single year moving forward. And mm-hmm. with that, yeah, like much lower expectations means we have a much higher chance in the future to exceed those expectations and to have by our standards a good season. That's true. So yeah, we don't like, honestly, if you uh, have big 10 championship game expectations every single year for this program, 
Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Think Outback Bowl. Like, I am yeah. sorry. You must be just hurting it. If you're going to go into next season with those expectations, buddy, you better find something soothing real quick. Yeah, may I introduce you to uh, my friend Fireball? Yeah, uh, so be, uh, I think it's I think it's officially okay to recalibrate expectations down a couple of notches. Where um, seven or eight se- seven or eight wins is kind of what you what you're looking for, and if you can get to nine or ten, that's a good year. Uh, that's a great year, yeah. banner year, banner. Oh year. yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's another positive. We can officially recalibrate our expectations. All right, let's talk about a retirement tour. Um, yeah, after this let's break. do it. And I do have an extremely hot take that I think you are going to absolutely freaking love. Okay. Wow. Wow. So what a teaser. We're going to do that in just a minute. Did I do it again? I don't know. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I, you, you did. You went. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Matt just can't help himself but make noises. Okay. What do you want first? Do you want to talk about the retirement tour? Or do you want my extremely hot take that I think you're going to love? Uh, let's do retirement tour because I, I feel okay. like this hot take can just derail all retirement tour talk if I really love it. And you know what? It works better on the back end. Perfect. Okay, so you and I are both publicly saying that we believe that this is Mark D'Antonio's last season. Yes, yes. I think so, and I also think it should be, yes. Yeah, that's where... On two levels, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of both like, eh, on both of those in just the last few weeks. Um, really, I mean, gosh, even going back to the offseason when they sort of recycled the staff and reshuffled the deck chairs, so to speak, I was like, okay, we're kind of getting to a, a point here, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just the last few weeks, certainly, it's, it's just felt a little different. So now I am just with all of that and all the history of the D'Antonio era and the different rumors that have gone around and the things people have told me, um, I feel that that this is going to be it. And yeah, I think it's probably the the right call if this is the end for D'Antonio. It's fine. It happens. And it's not a bad thing either. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the really. way this sounds is pretty bad. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's okay to ask for change now at this point. Like, it's okay yes. for a new chapter to start for, for all parties. Here's the thing. I mean, yeah. I'm writing about it like right now. Um I thought I would have the thing done, but I completely retooled how I'm going about writing this. Um, but you want to extend him, don't you? You're, yes, that's going to switch to an eight-year extension. Good. <laughs> nice. Ba- nice. Basically, when, when it comes to something like this, and you can look at the Mac Brown time at Texas, you can look at Bowden in Florida State, you can look at Lloyd Carr at Michigan, Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. USC, like just name like a dynastic type thing, a good long run of excellence. That is the main thing is sort of, it's a step above kind of the norm, if you will. Um, so for Michigan State, that is, you know, the, the 13 through 15 seasons, that sort of peak. D'Antonio is the only coach in modern history to take Michigan State consistently to a level that they hadn't been to before. Mm-hmm. And so when stuff like that ends, when regimes that have been really long tenured and really successful end, everyone treats it like it's this horrible thing that needs to be staved off. Like it's, we almost approach it with the same sort of mindset that we do with death. And yet every single time in every single scenario, and that will be this way until the end of time, Mm -hmm. every single one of these coaching regimes, every single one of these dynasties will end. The coach will stop coaching the team. The team will stop being as successful as they were. 
It ends every single time. Like, just as sure as we will all die, these things all end. And instead of approaching it with the fear that some of us have about what is in the future, what lies next, we should approach it with how can we maximize this and make it as good as possible? That's what I'm writing about. This is where the therapy session kicks yeah. in. This is wow. So here, here you go. Here you go again. Just just helping everyone out. Someone sent to me because I, I talked a little bit about this on yesterday's show, and someone tweeted at me like, "Hey, really enjoying today's show. I'm just you know really worried about losing key players to transfer or commits, key commits decommitting if D'Antonio retires." And I responded, "If it happens either this year or next year or in 2040, at some mm-hmm. point." Mark D'Antonio is going to stop coaching the Michigan State football team. And in that year, players might transfer and key recruits might go elsewhere. Like, it's happening 100%. I will bet my entire life on it. Either the world ends or Mark (laughs) D'Antonio stops coaching at Michigan State. One of those two things will happen. It's just a matter of which one happens first. Yeah. And this might be the year to do it, too. I mean, it's kind of going to be a clean slate next year for the, the roster anyway. Like, kinda. we're losing a ton of starters on defense, the offense, whatever. It's fine. The recruiting class, I, I mean, okay, if there's one recruiting class to, like, lose some players off of, like, this isn't necessarily a banner year so far. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. If there's a year to do it, I feel like this is the year to start over. Is next year going to suck? Oh my God, yep. yeah! Like I, I've been trying to not think about that as <laughs> as much as possible. The year after that, probably not that great either. But hopefully, you can set yourself up where like you have a three, four year plan where you can start being competitive again. Here's the thing, and uh, yeah, here's the thing. When Michigan hired, and I'm using Michigan as an example because we benefited so much directly from this, both from on the field, but also just like off the field, getting jokes off. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. When Michigan hired Rich Rod. And they were swapping out for a new offense and there was roster turnover and all that influx. And it was just a disaster for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Michigan State was getting those wins over Michigan and it was, you know, fun, enjoyable, super happy it was happening. It was great. Yeah. But when Michigan fans said, and we make this joke all the time, but when Michigan fans said, hey, Rich Rod needs to get his guys in. He's got Stephen Three running the option. This is, you know, it's going to be, we're building something here. It's going to take a couple of years. We could make fun of that, but th- and it didn't work out, but there was truth behind that. There was absolutely, mm-hmm. they were 100% correct in that rebuttal. Like, yeah, you had Stephen Threat running the freaking zone read. Like, of course you're not going to win football games. <laughs> and while it was super fun and good to sort of make fun of them, if Michigan State cleans house, brings in someone new and goes 4-8 and eight next year, you're like, yeah, it's the first year of a new regime tons of attrition they're sort of flipping things over like it's the first year of a rebuild like you got to rebuild you got to start from somewhere and yeah it won't be fun to watch them lose but you will get to sort of have that excitement almost the excitement that you get when like they bring up a new prospect for the tigers or you make a trade for someone young and exciting you're like all right a little bit of unknown here let's watch this let's watch this develop let's see what we can get out of this yeah so that that's the uh, the benefit you don't want to talk about like it is fun and exciting to start over and try to rebuild something and maybe you can even take it to a place higher like for all the great things D'Antonio did not a very good recruiter right well just yeah never, and it's a tough just, spot to recruit yeah, into obviously but. it is but he never it, there was a few years span where he could have very much 
very easily cashed in double digit wins in five of six years in a Rose Bowl and a Cotton Bowl and get into the playoff and turned it into one class that we talk about as if it was some crazy class. Like it was a handful of spots higher than his previous best class. Like mm-hmm. it was a good class. It yeah. was like 16th in the country though. Yeah. So, and yeah. it was just, um, I mean, his process worked for him, but it's still, there was a noticeable difference between the classes he was pulling in and where they were finishing and the, you know, just the style of recruiting. It was a much more laid back thing. They wanted to make sure it was right. And he didn't, he's not a hard recruiter by any report from anyone. And sometimes that stuff, you know, is what is needed to get the job done. And so, you know, maybe there's that. Maybe someone can come to Michigan State, build on this, and be like, yeah, make it a really cool place to come because there are, you know, plenty of schools that have, you know, like Baylor became a recruiting hotbed somehow, even though they had to recruit against Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, whatever. So it can yeah. happen. Anyway, that's not what we were talking about this segment. We should start talking about what we were going to talk about. And that is, should D'Antonio announce that he is going to retire at the end of the season and have a retirement tour. I think he should. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's him, though. Oh, like, he won't. I don't he know. wouldn't. But, uh, no, I, I don't think he should. Um, whoa. He, uh, maybe. Because I don't know. Go ahead. Here's, here's the thing. It's like, I hate to say this out loud, but was the, did the team kind of quit last game? Maybe we'll really be able to see it uh, in the Penn State game. Like if you see a team out there that's just slogging and playing lifeless and has just already given up on the season, maybe that's when you play the "Hey, I'm retiring, so you guys better give me a, <laughs> like a, a fair walk off here. Start trying again because uh, this is it for for your boy D'Antonio here. That's that's the only that's part of it. That's the ri- yeah. that's the well. No, I got something way more actually important that I think you're not thinking of right now. Okay. That I think we'll we'll sway you, but yeah, the Ray Lewis. This is my last ride. Ravens go on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, so shape up. Yeah, yeah. Right. I could see some of that as like a motivational tactic. But here's yeah. the thing: mm-hmm. as it plays out right now, let's say this is D'Antonio's last season and he doesn't say anything, and yep. it continues on this path. They get beat pretty bad by Penn State. They beat mm-hmm. Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe they beat Michigan. Maybe they don't. Um, yeah. And that's going to end in a six, six tie. Just yeah. yeah. And say they're whatever six and five hosting Maryland on senior day. Mm-hmm. What is on November 30th? What is that crowd mm-hmm. going to be like? Oh, it's going to be a third six, full. It's going to be a third full. No, well, I will. No, I, I've been to too many of these games before. That, that is going to be a 10th full. Okay. A 10th full. There's 10,000 people, 15,000 people yes. at the stands to watch. Yes. Senior day against Maryland for a six and yeah. five team. Yes. If that was the last ever game, last home game of the Mark D'Antonio tenure, and you can include Illinois in this, you can include what other what other home games do they have? Uh, it's Illinois, Penn State, and Maryland. Maryland, Those are the yeah. Three. Yep. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Penn State, whatever. There should be people there, but Illinois and Maryland. Those two games. If we know D'Antonio is retiring, especially that Maryland game. Mm-hmm. Don't you think people would absolutely get their asses off the couch and get to Spartan Stadium to say goodbye? Honest, no, I don't? I don't think so. I, I think maybe you would scrape half a full stadium at that point, maybe because well, I mean, like D'Antonio is the one playing. Like I know, but like so, it's and it's it's also Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, this is also like the second year in a row where this they're kind of just putting themselves to the finish line. 
I don't know. Like, it, it's tough to get people to that Thanksgiving game, even like in 2015 or 14, or like when they were chasing like 10, 11 wins. To get them to the stadium, like when we're chasing our seventh win, sixth win, perhaps, like, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's going to fill up the stadium no matter. Unless Antonio promises like $100 bills uh, at the <laughs> gate, then maybe, but. Anything short of that? No, I I think we're done seeing Salas at Spartan Stadium this year. So, man, I, I I don't know. I I feel like if if he announced it and they had an actual retirement tour, which was the Penn State, Illinois, Maryland games, I think a lot more people maybe they wouldn't sell out, but I think a lot more people would want to get to Spartan Stadium one last time. For I know he's not playing, and it's you know it's different than the Kobe retirement tour, the Dwayne Wade retirement tour, but like the statue's going up. Yeah, like it is. It's a pretty significant day in Michigan State football history. Yeah, but I feel like the fan base is getting game. so apathetic so fast that. But wouldn't wouldn't it flip though if he announces retirement? Wouldn't that stop all of it? Mm. Because that's the call right now. Is everyone's just saying D'Antonio needs to retire? D'Antonio needs to retire. If he says I'm retiring at the end of the season, I think it would all that. D'Antonio needs to retire would obviously stop because he is like that just it would have to stop. Yeah, it, it, it would quite the people, but I don't think it's going to drive into the stadium. I mean, man, I think yeah. I think it would. I think people would really like. I think there's a reason that you can get into the Penn State game for ten dollars. <laughs> like it's <laughs> no, it's it's a really, really apathetic fan base really quick because this is a second year in a it row. Is. Of this. No, so, it like, is. But I yeah. think. I don't know. It's tough. To, it's really tough to judge because it, it's kind of it's not happening, and it's such a kind of a foreign thing. But man, I think I think all the apathy would like go away in a way, and people would just want to like sort of show that support for the last ride, so to speak. Like, yeah, whatever the season's done. Yeah, I, I think some people will for sure, but like, I don't think it's gonna be enough to to, to sell more pretzels. I, the, the end game here is just D'Antonio should announce his retirement so they could sell more pretzels. That's the, the crux, right? Is, is, is that where we're getting at? No, I just think it would do no, him well, and I think it would um, prevent a really horrible ending to his tenure because I that Maryland game is really shaping up to be incredibly sad. And maybe he doesn't care. As, as they all are. I can't. When was the last time we played Maryland and it was happy? I mean, like any season. <laughs> 2015? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Um, okay, you ready for my hot take? I, yes. All right. It has to do with... No, is this a take that you actually believe? Or are you just saying this just to get, get my jollies uh, up? What, what's... Do you hear that motorcycle? I do. Um, I sort of... I don't believe it, but I could see it. I'll say okay. it that way. I, I'm I, intrigued. I, I I'm intrigued even more somehow. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Um, I don't think it's, it's happening, but it's just... I want to throw it out there. Okay. I want you to hear it, okay? Okay. The person in charge mm-hmm. of hiring Mark D'Antonio's replacement mm-hmm. will be not Bill Beekman. Mm-hmm. Be- I know where you're going with this because be- I, I actually think it. Because the next full permanent actual athletic director mm-hmm. Keep talking. at Michigan State will be one Mark D'Antonio. Mm. Wow. Like old Cincinnati football coach Mark D'Antonio? Yeah. Wow. No, I, I, yes, I, I love that kind of, 
I need to like look at like the weird language of Bill Beacon's contract again. Like what happens if he doesn't keep the job, yada, yada, yada. Or if even like anyone cares about that. Is anyone buying but, that he's the full-time AD for the future? Like when Mark Hollis was hired, they're like, Mark's our guy um, for the next decade. Does anyone believe Bill Beekman's the guy? I don't think Bill Beekman himself thinks that <laughs> Bill Beekman's the full-time AD of the future. No, no. Honestly, it's whoever retires first, Antonio or Izzo, you're the AD. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could totally see it. I mean, and I, I think that's that's just fine, too. I have no problem if D'Antonio wants to handpick the next head coach. I, I might say have that a cautious, problem. I say that cautiously. I might. Um, <laughs> but, like, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to walk that one back, I think, uh, after I think about that for a little longer. But anyway. <laughs> it's not a it's not an uncommon thing to happen at all. Barry Alvarez um, totally. at Wisconsin. Fulmer Tennessee, at Tennessee. down there. Fulmer, thank Fulmer you. Fulmer eventually right. yeah. became... Um, AD and I don't know I, I'm sure there are more that's just really off the top of my head did Lynn Swan play at USC I think I think he, did. he may have yeah. but that didn't go well I mean no I'm not saying no, but it's, it's gonna go better than Bill Beacon <laughs> I mean I think I just think like I'm sure he's a very nice guy you know you might enjoy a cup of coffee with him I just think so lowly of him and the way he got to this position too, just basically failing his way up like uh it's it's and any interview with him he just sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about anyway. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm like, yes, they need to hire D'Antonio to be the next AD or anything like that. I'm just saying I could see I just think it, it's going to happen. I could yeah. see it play out that way because of what he means to the program and on how revered he is in terms of the identity of the school and the culture and all this, mm-hmm. that and the other. Um, there's a million different reasons why he probably shouldn't be AD that we don't need to yeah. get into. Um, no, no, but honestly, we're in pretty good with this podcast, yeah. At the end of the day, like, uh, it's changing, but, like, the, the athletic directors, like, do a good job hiring your football and basketball coach, keep those programs afloat, and make sure everything is ship-shape with the other ones. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, at a school like Michigan State, that's kind of the job. And now... Yeah, there, there's 40% of me that thinks this is going to happen. The, the, the other 60 is just Billy B. Billy um, B. Still run the show and yeah, I will say I would have more confidence in D'Antonio heading up a search for the next coach than I would Bill Beekman. Look at what's whatever the enrollment number is at MSU. That's how many people I trust more <laughs> than Bill Beekman to make the next coaching decision. I feel like you, Michigan me, State. and like six people on Twitter, we could form a committee and just like create a company and charge like ten percent of the price yes. that like all these other places do, and still and still make a fortune off it. Yeah. All we that have is to the do, greatest scam in sports. All we have to do is go, okay, here's a profile of Luke Fickle. Here's Mark Stoops. Yep. Here's Matt Rule mm-hmm. over at Baylor. Yep. Uh, here's Mike Norvell. Um, yep. And that's it. PJ Fleck, we're going to kick the tires on him. <laughs> we're going to see what Alex Grinch down in Oklahoma is doing yep. this uh, summer. Here's, yeah, this, we're gonna... here's this guy. His name's Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Get this. Multiple yep. national championships. And we're going to start a uh, marketing campaign. Uh, hashtag make Dabo say no. That's what we're going to we're gonna get kicked off this summer so yeah no okay hold on let me scratch that one off uh, all right we'll we'll workshop that hashtag you're fine (laughs) we're way over time i need to go i have things to do Um, i i i I say we're under time still we're we're only getting this is segment one we're pushing 40 minutes um matt thanks so much for for joining the show no thanks it was fun to be positive and uh yeah all that jazz. People on Twitter chime in. Who do you think's right, me or Matt? If Mark D'Antonio retired, would there be a, a sudden change in the fan base and a more appreciation that would translate into more fans at the game? So tweet at Matt. Tell him he's a dumb 
idiot at gn <laughs> underscore sports all right matt yes. thanks so much for doing this as always uh we'll talk to you next week yeah all right thanks for having me well appreciate it